What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yeah, But the Pool is Heated with Heather and Tim. Hi. What's going on? Oh, not much, man. We're going to have an episode. Yeah. No, a lot of things have happened. Um, A lot of things have happened in between our last recording yeah. and right now. Yeah. Things that people have been, you know, it's been a big conversation over the last year or so. I mean, a lot of people have been talking about it for longer, but it's, it's gained a with the Britney thing, yep. it's gained a lot of attention over the last year, and we're going to get into it more, but Britney finally got to speak, and we're excited to go into it. Yeah, we'll be getting into that in a minute. Now, one thing, Heather just brought this up to me, and I saw like little blurbs about it earlier, but some like apartment complex just collapsed in Miami today? Yeah, it almost, like from the video that I watched, or that, you know, that was circulating of the collapse, it almost looked like it was like... Um, Unless there were two just identical buildings right next to it, but it looked like the middle part of it like fell through, just almost like a demolition. Demolition. Like, that's you, what that sounds like. Yeah, when you see like the videos of like buildings getting the way 911 came down. Right. Those exactly. Towers came exactly. Down. Yeah. And it just collapsed, and there were um, that they've already found three people dead, and you know from just the travesty of what that was. And there is, like, they said, like, 99 plus. I'm like, just say 100 and more or more, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> if it's 99 plus, you know, uh, that, uh, yeah, I know, um, that are missing. So hopefully we can find some of those people alive. I'm terrified of the updates and what the number's going to be like, children and just. Right, yeah, know. no, it sounds horrible, but, like, how does just a building collapse? I don't know. Um, whatever, whatever comes out from this, somebody is uh liable because you know if that's an apartment complex like there's people that are supposed to be maintaining the structure of a building getting inspected if like that that's if it has serious structural issues right to where it would collapse like that it's like almost, that's fucked yeah i mean it's almost like somebody like could have at some point in the building of it just skirted some of the rules and put like rhubarb or whatever it is like, right in. yeah there's shortcuts that um that it's happened it's had issues um, there's been other stories out there where people have, you know, structurally like cut corners and stuff and it, it's, it's been catastrophic. So yeah, it's one of the main arguments against libertarianism, you know, <laughs> no regulations. <laughs> Who's going to tell them to put that in there? Right. Exactly. The government. Fuck you. Government. government. Yeah. No, we don't want any of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is just fucking terrifying though. Cause like, cause like, you know, there was no seemingly no explosion. There wasn't an right. earthquake. Yeah. You know, Miami's not underwater yet. Right, so, not yet. You know, I mean, it is like, you know, that far down, just near, like, that close to water. So if it's like Cape Cod, it's all just like sand. Right. You know, it's not like solid, solid, because, you know, shit could move. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it just, but it's just crazy to think of an apartment building. You're just in your apartment and then you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Imagine being just the one And then you're room. under everybody's apartment. But um, yeah, but imagine being like the room like next to it that like just half of your wall comes down and you're just watching TV and you're just like all of a sudden you're seeing way across the way. You're trying to watch the game. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause, but you know the TV's going down with that whole thing. You're watching from across the room, the TV goes down, and you're like, fuck. Those ep- old episode of Family Guy were like at Cleveland's house. Something happens to him. He's in the bathtub in the the house, like just the side of the house collapses, and he like comes like, "Oh, what the fuck!" Like, always... In the bathtub. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So not to no, make no, jokes. No, 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 no. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was it. Um. So, 
Uh, so yeah, so that'll be uh, like that is something that's just like we're just getting more yep. information about it. So because um, early, which is a couple hours ago, I heard like one body found, and now it's three. So by the morning, I'm sure it's going to be a lot worse. So horrible, horrible. So and then uh, more horrible. Well, not horrible news necessarily, but knowing the details, actually being able to hear from Brittany. Okay, herself. so we're going to get, okay, so this oh, is. I'm so, I'm okay. so fucking so, ready. So you guys, this came out yesterday, and it was like, when I saw this pop up, it was like, oh Here we shit. Go. Yeah, it's going um, down. Yeah, the Friday episode is going to be nuts, because this has been a big thing of Heather's for as long as I've known her about Brittany, just the bullshit that she's gone through with her family. And yeah. I'm, um, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to sit back, and let uh, Heather yell into the ether for a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, and Tim really knows how much this kind of stuff. Like, I get so sentimental when it when it comes to whatever that was like a big part of my childhood. Sure. You know, and Britney Spears was a big part of whether you know she was an, such an icon, still is. Uh, that's why we've had. I honestly believe that if it wasn't for the fans, just not stopping with the free Britney and what's going on and this is bullshit and I mean there's podcasts that are just dedicated to free Britney and talking about the conservatorship and do you want to go into do you want to just briefly explain all the shit that's going on so she's been stuck in this for about 13 years now what is it a conservatorship is primarily something that is given towards patients that have dementia and are ruled like you cannot make decisions for yourself whatsoever so it's a unique situation Brittany had you know and a lot of people don't know so all it's like the details somebody has of it. like a power of attorney over you over everything over everything literally every aspect of your life um but it's it's used for people who just who cannot like the elderly who can just that have like um alzheimer's you know and they just they they can't take care of themselves whatsoever do we have any sort of example to go off of that anything like this has ever happened with somebody that was famous that ended up in one of these things held by a family member, which is her dad, right. held by a family member. Hostage. She basically hostage, yes. Yeah. Financially, I mean, well, everything. Just no, everything. but we, do, we did also find out that the person that helped Britney's father get her into this also tried very hard to get Lindsay Lohan um into it too like around the same time but Lindsay's parents were like what the fuck is wrong but with who, you who is that person is it a lawyer it's she's like some sort of attorney um or like medical so she's like the that. celebrity version of an ambulance chaser yeah gotcha. exactly so okay so this this all broke uh like you know everybody remembers back when Britney shaved her head you know, and, you know, she just seemed like she was really having a hard time. She was losing it, you know? Yes. So something had happened where, you know, she was going through a divorce. She was going through an ugly custody battle. She had her boys with her, and it came time to her having to hand her boys back over to Kevin Federline, the boy's father. And Brittany was like freaking out she didn't want to let them go um that's natural and of course at this point i mean the paparazzi the media everybody have had been so far up her ass because it's like oh look at this pop princess who her fall from grace and she's had two kids and look at this father and now they're getting divorced so they you know they were they've just been really not giving her any peace 
So something she locks her and her kids in the bathroom. Cops have to get called. There it was no there was no um reports or anything that her kids were ever injured. Like she still gets to see her kids every once in a while. If she ever like harmed them or anything, I feel like that would have that would just be a big no. And everyone would know about it. Everyone would know, you know about it. So especially since all of these hearings have come out yeah that would have just been something that was thrown at her case right so right to use it probably like big time against totally. her um but at the same time you know her family her dad primarily who is like put her in this conservatorship they want her money they can't ruin her image of being like saying like oh she snapped and hurt you know try to hurt her kids or something you know makes sense um so and even the the another thing that came out during all of this when you found when you found out like when Brittany was seen there's images pictures of her shaving her head like she walked into the barber shop asked them to shave her head they wouldn't do it like I'm not shaving Brittany Spears's head bald like are you fucking kidding me I can't do that kind of understandable in some sense where it's like holy shit that's like so much huge. for the customers are always right well it turns out that whoever put Brittany's hair extensions in her head. Um, like single, I know, yes, right over your head. But when, when celebrities and women get hair extensions, a lot of the times it's these like little single strips of long hair that they will bead close to your scalp with, and like clamp it closed with a little bead. And they're not your hair. It's not your hair. Okay. So whoever did this to her head did it really, really tight, close. So can imagine little pieces of your hair, your actual hair just being like pulled really hard, super uncomfortable. Um, that and, sounds horrible. Yeah, and she's like, it, it was driving her nuts. She's like, I got to get these things off. Nobody was wanting, like helping her, so she's like, fuck you guys. She grabbed the clippers and shaved her head. Um, more power Right there in the barbershop. Right, but everybody's like... Is that where she did it? Yeah, she's like, fuck, you look fucking awesome. That's badass. But everyone thinks she just snaps, and oh, she's unhinged, and she's crazy. Um, Which, to be fair, there was probably... A um, moment of time where she went into a mental just relapse. Where right. she just like she was she went into a what would you call it? Like a mental breakdown. Yes, meant thing. And Jesus did. And yeah. she went through a mental breakdown. That doesn't mean that you're not allowed to control your life anymore. No, no, you get what, fifty one fifty probably, right. right? You get the seventy two hours. Go to go sure to a little like place to where you can just like relax and unwind, maybe no, you talk get to a therapist. Fifty one fifty you're going Well, I mean for, after that. Yeah, oh, after you that, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. you know, you know, whenever you're deemed not a, not a, uh, you're not a threat to yourself, right. you know, then you go figure your stuff out. And she was never allowed that. Right. And this conservatorship only got worse and worse as Brittany was just getting more frustrated with, you know, the fact that she wasn't allowed. She was, she, she was given like $4,000 of a monthly allowance that she was allowed to use for spending money, but still everything still had to be cleared. If she went to anybody's house, say she went to a salon, anything like that, nobody was allowed to talk to her. They had to talk to her assistant. That was it. The whole place got swept. Everybody got taken out of there. I don't understand how, uh, yeah, I mean, I know I, I'm about to get into the weeds on some of this, and I apologize because I don't want to throw you off any of this, but I don't understand how those specifics of some sort of arrangement get signed off on. Right. Like, And I understand that she didn't have the ability to do it because cause initially the thing was temporary when she went 
she had her mental breakdown, right? right? And so whatever agreement this was was temporary originally. And I get that, right? Because she's somebody who is a celebrity. Somebody has to make sure, like, somebody has to have her affairs in order. Right. right? Well, when you look back at, like, what we were saying with how the media and the tabloids were just painting this picture of a person who's just completely gone insane. So all the dad had to do was, you know, when Brittany went in for that, like, she got put into the hospital for, like you said, the 5150. She was they he was able to get a doctor and um and a judge to sign off and say, yeah, clearly you know she can't take care of herself. So who better than her father, somebody who's going to protect her and make sure she's okay to be able to take care of everything. Right, but I I guess I don't understand where it turned from being temporary to like this long. Now it's been it's criminal. Years. It's criminal, and they've well, it's like they've had her on medications that you know have made her just seem very kind of out of like bug-eyed and great and but in all this time she held a vegas residency where she had to perform every fucking night she got no breaks and when she wasn't performing and she would just she like she had under house arrest yeah she was sitting in a chair she wasn't allowed to do anything um, you know, anything with her social media and stuff, everything was like wasn't allowed monitor- to see her kids. No, wasn't allowed to see her kids. It it was just absolutely brutal. So we we got to finally hear Britney speak and she went off in fucking flying colors from the beginning because it was the co conservatorship person that started um off the conversation saying, you know, we should really like for the protection of Britney's children and blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, you know, keep some things private and not spoken about because of, because they're minors and stuff like that. And Britney stopped and she was like, no, I haven't been allowed to speak. And, you know, she's like, the you know, in years and years and years about this, she was like, I have like every right to be able to talk and finally be heard to, you know, and be able to speak to the judge. So she, and you could hear it in her voice. Like when you hear a person talking and they're super upset mm-hmm. and they're angry and their voice is like cracking and kind of shaking a little bit. Um, Cause when she first, like within the first few minutes of it, the judge is like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Miss Spears. But you know, we have somebody like re- typing and recording, right. And all of this stuff up. Um, can I just ask you to like speak a little slower and calmer? Cause you could tell how, upset and anxious and probably just so relieved for the first time people were able to hear her talk about what's going on. She's been wanting to say this forever. She's been giving, she's literally been giving hints on Instagram for about a year now. Yeah, Yeah, where it's like somebody in the comments would be like, hey Brittany, if you're in trouble, if you need help in your next video, wear a yellow top. And then the next video she was wearing a yellow top, you know? You know, stuff like that. And she's I, I feel like it seems like she was purposely acting very strange to just, it was her only way to, to draw attention really to what's going on with her. Cause there was a lot of people that are like, Hey what, Brittany, are you okay? But then it just, it wildfire. What was stopping her from, from just saying something? On she Instagram? was getting threatened. Um, and two, she was, nothing was allowed to get, she wasn't physically posting anything. She'd make, like, make videos and stuff like that, and it would be somebody else that would post it for her. Everything was monitored. Jesus you Christ. You know? Right. And, uh, 
And when she when she wanted to end her Vegas residency, there was one there was somebody posted a clip of her up on stage and she was saying like, Oh, I feel like I'm gonna pass out. I have a fever of a hundred and four. What? Yeah, and they're still making her like a fucking puppet. Get on stage. Hundred and four, you're getting close to just being passed dead. the fuck out. Right. So whatever medications they had her on, they and when she um when she was finally like, I, I need to stop. I need to be done with this residency. It was it was killing her. They're like, okay, you can be done. And, and it's terrified her. Because she was. it was one of those things where she's like, something bad's going to happen if I'm like, no, I don't want to do this anymore and like put my foot down about it. And lo and behold, a few days later, that's when her father and the doctor put her on lithium, which is a insane drug. Sounds like something that's in a battery. Yeah, it does. It, um, it's an insane drug where it's like, it's so, like, you have to dose this so precisely because if you give, like, a little bit too much over, like, a small period of time, it can make a person permanently mentally disabled. And I feel what like that was their goal. I, I'm, I think it's supposed to treat, like, severe bipolar or something like that. Um, I I can't nece- I didn't look up like what lithium sure, yeah. usually treats. Um, but in one of the other things that she had talked about, you know, she's not allowed to. You know, now she's like in her, uh, she's like pushing forty if she's not already forty years old. She's at least you know probably like thirty eight, thirty nine years old, something like that. And uh, and she she's like I'm not allowed to get married. I'm not allowed to have another child. Yeah, get into this. They put this- a fucking uh, IUD mm-hmm. inside of her body and won't let her get it taken out. Like, this is the shit that women talk about when it comes to body autonomy and and your rights. Uh, if a white, straight, pop princess, millionaire, idol, everyone loves, can't make decisions for her own fucking body... And feel safe and protected, like. I said you know? this. I said this today on Twitter, where the the financial stuff is horrible. It's. I mean, it's all it's, of it's so it's bad. Honest, yeah. Yeah. It's honestly, it's mind boggling how horribly this poor lady was treated. Right. Mm-hmm. Considering she's everyone in that family's gravy train. Right. Right. And she was just. She was so taken advantage of. I mean, the stuff with their kids is horrible. Right. Everything is just awful. But what they did with this IUD and the way that they controlled her body against her own will is nothing short of a human rights violation. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, and and she she was making the case where it's like, you know, if I if I am able to work and pay everybody's fucking bills and, you know, the people that are in charge of her conservatorship there, she's paying them. Right. She's paying them. Her dad's and, making sixteen grand a month off of her. Right, exactly, and uh, and for just drugging his daughter and uh, and keeping her locked up in a in a fucking house. Yeah, just being a piece of shit. Being a piece of shit, not letting her do anything. There's a there's a clip that I saw of her at one point, like kind of. I think it was just a few years into this conservatorship. Where, like, the people around her, I think, were still people that, like, 
maybe used to help her or assistance or whatever from before that were still just kind of like, you know, they stuck around like in the beginning, but then they eventually got pushed out because they brought her somewhere so she can go for a drive in her car. Jeez. Like they surprised her with it. Like she had no idea where she was going. She's in the back seat and she's like, they like pulling up. She's like, is that my car? You know? And she's like, gets emotional because even you and I, we love going for rides right. and listening to music and just, you know. Imagine if you haven't done it. So they're like, she's like, it was this thing where she was able to finally drive for the first time in years. <sighs> And not have somebody breathing down her neck. And of course, they're driving in the car behind her, right. following her. But she was able to have this moment of freedom. And just something like that. Oh. A little thing like that. Just going for like a half hour car drive. Was this like huge emotional relief for her. But yeah, it, it, I, I really hope that we are seeing the end of this for Brittany. Of having to deal with this. I really feel like it would be good for her. Even once this ends. Which I know it's going to end for her. To where she has some sort of like, whether it's like um she had she had an assistant growing up who used to be her neighbor, you know, when she was when she was young and Brittany was starting to rise to stardom and it was like, you know, Brittany had a little sister, you know, and they're like, we can't be with her every step of the way because we have other commitments too. Right. And she ended up being her, you know, kind of like her second mom, her her like guardian angel. Yep. And you know, somebody like her that Brittany can really feel like she can trust. Just kind of, like, help her walk back into normal life. Because it's, it's got to be like getting out of jail. Like, you've been put away. and She's been legitimately held captive right. for, like, 13 years. Yeah. Cause like, she wasn't technically in jail. And, you know, people are going to scoff at it, like, oh, sorry, she's going to, like, live in some fucking stupid nice hotel in Vegas, or she's got some pride Vegas. That doesn't matter if you don't have the ability to literally do anything that you want. No, she can't have friends over. She can't... She can't go anywhere. She can't do anything without being monitored. That, I, I would... That is not worth being able to live in a big, beautiful no, house okay. if you have no freedom so, whatsoever. So what was the outcome of her speaking yesterday? We well, well, this audio um, apparently was leaked, which I don't. I I feel like it was like leaked on purpose, where it's sure. like somebody there was like, "No, fuck this shit. We we need to let people hear Everything what she has to say." On purpose from one angle. Yes, another. true, but um. But I don't think it's a shock to anybody that it was leaked, you know? Um, so, we don't necessarily know yet what's going to come of this. It was just a real big deal. And I feel like people only, like, have known for about a week now um, that this was even going to be able to happen. Um, where she was going to be able to finally speak to a judge and plead her side of the story. She's like, I've been lying. She's like, you know, they had they had her on... Um, one of those X Factor type shows as a as a as a judge oh, yeah. for a couple years, and you know yeah. she had the Vegas residency, and she was like, anytime I said I'm okay or this whatever is fine, she was like, it was she was lying out of fear of what they would do to her under this conservatorship if, um, if she kind of like budged or moved in any sort of way. Um, in retaliation or against what they've been doing to her. Jesus fucking Christ. So people are calling for her dad, Jamie Spears, for his fucking head. Yeah. 
And even um, Brittany's sister, who was also named Jamie, Jamie Super Lynn Spears. And uh, because they've all just been like, my sister's completely fine, blah, blah, blah. Like, you guys are crazy. Like, all the fans with the free Britney shit. And it's like, bitch, you sh-. Even the little sister was, there was records of the conservatorship money and where it was going. Her little sister was using it to fly all over the place. She was spending that money, too. So you are just as fucking liable and when your sister used to go for bat, bat to you and stick up for you when, you know, because she was a little, you know, star on a Nickelodeon TV show. Star is a strong word. Yeah, well, well, for little kids. I mean, she was like the Nickelodeon version of like Hannah Montana, you know, or uh, Miley Cyrus, you know. What? I mean, obviously nobody's anywhere near as, no. as you know, as Miley. That's Miley. But, uh, but that's what it was. I mean, it was close to that. So, um, but she's just a redneck little hillbilly bitch who, um, is, is one is a terrible mother too, but that's a different story. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's like, I've said to Tim before, like, we got to stop letting hillbillies get rich cause it's just. Anyways, but, uh, yeah, she's been online, and now all of her, like, on social media, all of her comments, like, nobody can comment on her stuff anymore, because they've just been tearing her ass up all over Instagram. Hopefully. And, you know, and whoever, again, going back to the beginning, I get the temporary stay on, you know, someone having control of her assets and whatever. Whoever turned that into a permanent thing, whatever judge signed off on it, whatever lawyers were used... Whatever kind of you know needs to be sent to the gallows. Need, yeah, sure. You know, um, I go, I go with that. Yeah, we execute people for a lot less in this country. Drawn and quartered. Yep, that would be fun. That would be fun. You know, you know, let Brittany. Brittany loves driving her car. <laughs> you know, tie one to her tailpipe. I mean, honestly, it's just it's it's heartbreaking, and I just would you know when anybody will find anything out about it? I'm not sure. Um, a lot of these things were. When it comes to that kind of stuff, that doesn't become, like, public information until it gets closer to to the right. date. And then certain things start kind of getting leaked. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, we, you know, it's, you know, and me dragging her sister and stuff like that. It's all of that. Any attention, even if it's, like, people just yelling at her sister and her dad and bitching about this, bitching about that. All of this is I be- what I believe got Brittany to this point where she was able to speak. Because if people were quiet, nobody would bat a fucking eye at it. They would just be like, well, whatever. You know, that's just that's just how things are. Yeah, at some point, the, you know, the public just gets impossible to ignore. Right. So, you know, and this, like, it really picked up during the pandemic, like, last year, like, when the thick of it, of, yeah. uh, of everything, where people were just analyzing and picking apart every little thing that was happening on Britney's social media accounts. And where you could tell she was crying for help. She posted a picture of a hat. And you could tell on the inside brim, it looked like something was written on it. And some person who's good with pictures was able to pull the image up. And I want to say, or like zoomed it in where it said something about like, help me. Or something like, something to that effect. And we were like... You know, yeah. sound the alarms. You know, we got to save Brittany. Oh, and fucking, you know what? The assholes, like, 
U.S. Weekly. Oh, yeah. Being like, free Britney. You know what? Shut the fuck up. Because they were such part of the problem, too. Perez Hilton, that motherfucker, literally needs to... It needs to get, sh- like, shipped off to an island and dropped there and never to be heard of ever fucking again. Because they're all profiting off of the pain of real people. She's a human being. She has children. Like, you know, she has... And she didn't do anything wrong. She didn't do anything fucking wrong. And and the media just tore her apart. Like, it was last fall, like, right when we were getting towards cold season, or, like, the weather was getting cold, me and Tim had a fire going, and we're watching South, South Park, Park, and they had this episode back in 2008 where they basically were highlighting what the media and people were doing to Britney, like posing her up as a sacrificial lamb. And the whole thing was like the boys were trying to save her. It's like, you guys got to stop. You're going to fucking kill her if you don't stop. And this was back in 2008 when all the tabloids were like, she's officially lost it now and blah, 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 whatever it is. So fuck all you guys and fuck Justin Timberlake too coming out <laughs> with your uh, your like support of Britney Spears when part of her spiral was because you were out there spreading rumors about how you used to finger blast her in the trailer when she would go and talking about how, you know, she's a virgin and stuff like that. And, you know, all of this kind of crap being a total douchebag prick. I don't care for you, Justin Timberlake. You're a piece of shit for what you did to her and what you did to Janet Jackson. No one gives a shit what you have to say. You and your anti-vax wife can go fucking uh, <laughs> jump off a cliff. So yeah, that's, that's what I have to say yeah, on that. That sums that up. Yeah. And you can't change my mind. Fuck you forever. Love it. All right. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> a little uh, audio issue right there. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how to... Transition? Yeah, that's a tough one. You know, because like that's like a real deal crazy fucking story yeah you know so so that's just insane um one thing that actually just came up today that i was hearing about okay okay well yeah, i was super i was having a lot of fun with this one because remember how we've talked about how fox news is well obviously it's like all bullshit but they have to say seg- they have to like uh, they have to segment their shows like they have news shows and then they have entertainment shows and they they were like the first ones that had to like label that right you know um, and that happened because like people like Tucker Carlson so would, would get sued yeah and then they would go into the whole so they have lawyers that have argued in court that um, that the show is merely entertainment and he is just playing a character mm-hmm. right and so nothing he says should be taken at face value or, right. or as fact. What is super fun is One America News Network, OAN, has sued Rachel Maddow, all right, uh, for calling them legitimately Russian propaganda, Nice. right, which, you know, may or may not be true, but they did, they did sue her over that, right? And so when it went to court, basically the ruling was... The judge, the judge, and this was an, apparently an, an Obama-appointed judge, basically said that, you know, nobody sh- should even consider taking what she says as legitimate news. That's what the judge said. So MSNBC's lawyers had to use the same defense for Maddow as Fox, Fox's lawyers had to do for Tucker Carlson. Wow. Yep. So, 
it just goes to show that uh, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, they're all the same level of bullshit. Yeah. That's they, all it is. It, they're, they are not... All they do is talk about current events, but none of them are news. They yeah. all have their own angle and agenda. Right. And none of it is news. Yeah. All right? It's just them talking about something that's going on. Yeah, they but, all have an angle that they are pushing... Because somebody is in their ear, narr- yeah. like navigating what direction they have to push things because they're getting paid to do it. Corporate media that has, you know, and again, like, it's all going to be under one thing someday. It's all going to be like Disney owned at yeah. some point, you know? And and we will all get our, our news from one person every night. Right. And it will all be bullshit or Jeff Bezos or some shit like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but it just goes to show any corporate media, anything that has these, anything that's beholden to shareholders, stockholders, and how many sponsors that they can keep like that, yeah. right? And you, you, you can, and that's why, you know, basically what we do is listen to independent media. Mm-hmm. And you can make the argument that, like, well, they have to have sponsors too because they have to, you know, live and make money, and that's how they do that. And that is totally true. But if you. If what you do is you look for somebody who does not pander to that sort of thing. Because yeah. people that we listen to, they lose sponsorships all the time because they don't like people, don't like things that they say. Yeah. You know. Um. But when you you know you found a good one when they can lose sponsorships but not lose any part of themselves or their message or like whatever part of the kind of show that they do, whether that's you know left, right, or down the middle. Like those are the kind of people you listen to. People that are good faith. You know, people, people that aren't bad faith actors, you know, like people like, like Ben Shapiro and stuff like that, who they go out of their way to find ways to be an asshole. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Like there's. For clicks. Yeah. That's literally what it is. It's all shock value. Well, it's like, and it's, you know, it's funny. It's that show that we'd watch rising with Sagar and, and Crystal, right? I think, you know, that show pissed me off sometimes, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy the back and forth between them because I think they have like I think they have good chemistry. They right? don't they it, they don't have that we've been bought nope. uh, appeal to them. Nope. And you know you were I was always skeptical of it because it was from the hill, which is like a right leaning, uh, you know I think trash organization, but you know but it is what it is. You know mm-hmm. they 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 tried seemingly tried to do some factual reporting, right? Yeah. But this was a news show it looked professional and felt all genuine it felt genuine because because these people would go elsewhere and they would be the same people yep. right they they it wasn't like they were doing a shtick right you know yeah they were when we watched them like the clip of them on rogan yeah that's that's just what they are yeah you know and and the fact and again uh the fact that he did that with mm-hmm. them just shows like how much pull those people have oh one like, of my favorite is the video of her laughing in the face oh bill maher yeah what do you what do you say to you like amy klobuchar for yeah. the democratic nomination right. she was just she like started fucking laughing she had the shitty grin on her face like what are you talking about yeah. you know and it was like you know and that was a whole thing that was obviously he's a real piece of shit but that was from that live jimmy Dore show right you know and you're just like watching it and she basically you know he was saying like Bill Maher just had her on because he just thinks she's a nothing that'll just sit there and go along to get along. Right. You know? And she did not. No. No. She put she put like a beat down on Bill Maher on on why 
his view of like Bernie Sanders just giving his support to Elizabeth Warren, Warren would just happen. Right. That was that was a great clip. Yeah. You know. And again, so so anyway, but it's so there they were doing this thing for the hill, and then you know it was you know probably like three or four weeks ago, maybe a month ago, where it was like you had something like you know Crystal Sigar leaving the hill. You're like, oh, what are they gonna do? And mm-hmm. they started their own show called uh, Breaking Point, and it's just their own independent thing. They have, you know, they do have subscriptions. You get an extra shit, but a lot of their stuff is free on YouTube. They have, you know, they have their own podcast and Spotify app, but that's for free, yeah. you know. Um, and they, you know, they do have sponsors and all that stuff, but it's just like any other independent media. Mm-hmm. And their whole thing is like, is corporate media is legitimately ruining this country because it's brainwashing people you know it yeah. it's and for, it's from the left and the right it's like some people like all they do is listen to cnn or msnbc and they're like legitimately think there's just russians here that are gonna like like attack our country from the shores yeah right? they're just that's what they think and then you have people on the right that are, and again i think that when it comes to this bias against corporate media I think that I hate a lot of the things on like the center left left like MSNBC or or uh, CNN because I think they're just disingenuous in what they say. Mm-hmm. I don't think they believe it. I think that um, they're just reading from a they're reading from a teleprompter to to say what whoever thinks will people will like and will keep watching. Right, and it is not working right now. Yeah, right. People are not tuning into that shit. I don't no. know what they're tuning into. Exactly, but it's not those shows. No, because people don't trust it anymore. No, but and I and I do think that those channels are disingenuous, and I just cannot stand them. Yeah, and I think that and that is up and down the board. I don't think there's a good show among any of those things. The difference between CNN and Fox is, I believe that Fox actually stokes genuine fear and violence. Yeah, it's I, dangerous. I, they they I, have a dangerous retort. Yep, I think that. I, I I think at worst CNN and MSNBC are are, are dishonest, mm-hmm. and I just don't think, and they don't care about being factually accurate. Yeah. But Fox News, the things that Hannity and uh, and you know Tucker say on a nightly basis are legitimate things that people will get angry about, and then then will go act out in certain ways, you know, on mm-hmm. a daily basis. Yeah. And it and that is that's the difference between those those things. I, I think they are both as disingenuous as the other, but one is something that actually stokes violence. Right, absolutely. You know? It's dangerous. And so, but one of the funny things about this Breaking Point show and these guys doing their own thing, which, which is, it's the same show, so I enjoy it, yeah. right? Um, but the funny thing is I just saw a thing where the, the person that owns the hill is aggressively shopping the hill now. Really? So it's like, all of a sudden these two left, and then they're selling the whole thing. They're like shit. They're, fu- they're like we we're out of here. Yeah, right? they got rid of their pr- or their, the pr- their prize cow. ponies it, left. Exactly, exactly. See, we we worked two different cute animals into that one. Yep. Yep. And so, <laughs> and so, uh, and and that just goes to show the sway of of uh of a news um duo that actually has th- integrity that people respect. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, I don't have the means to do it right now, but when I do, I am going to subscribe to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to pay the $1,500 one-time fee to get my name inscribed uh, behind them. Right. Um, Yikes. You know? 
unless I get a ton of money, and then I'm just gonna have my name be something real stupid behind him. Get you know, and I'm now. gonna I'm gonna pay extra money to have it be real big. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I would I like imagine like what they would do if I was like, all right, you guys, if I was just super rich and I just had like a million dollars, I'm like, you have to literally write like I'm with stupid with an arrow pointing <laughs> to your head in the <laughs> yeah, background. Right. You know? Yeah. For a million dollar donation, you gotta do that, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. But that's forever. That's gonna be their every show. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, that's too funny. But yeah. Uh it's just independent and again, the people that we that I listen to at least are, you know, Pac-Man, Sam Cedar, um, and those two. Right. Crystal Sayer, you know, Kyle Kalinsky sometimes, the damage report's pretty good. Um, which is on the Young the Young Turks channel, mm-hmm. that sort of T-Y-T. stuff. I used to really enjoy Jimmy Dore. I really did. Until he and I think I think COVID had a lot to do with it where all of a sudden he couldn't do live shows anymore. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I need to figure out a way to make money off this, which I don't blame him, but his way of making money was I'm going to go so far left I'll be right. Right. And then I go on Tucker Tucker Carlson and I'll try to like and again and then I will what I will do is I'll go on these shows and I will bash the left, you know, from the left. And so those right people are gonna love me and then he has a whole new audience. Right, right? exactly. And that's that's what he's gonna do. He was do. trying to be slick about it. He was trying and he's just bad at it. Yeah. You know? And he's like you know, he tries to be funny, he's just not a funny person. No, he's creepy. He's well he's definitely creepy. And he's misogynistic. Yes. But he but like he he like he touts himself as a comedian and you're like on what level you know i i just don't get it it's because his mom used to be like you're so funny jimmy and and that and that is one of those things where it's like like you listen to a show and then he he has this whole segment in in the beginning of it where he's like let's get to the jokes before we get to the jokes and he reads these jokes that are some of the worst things i've ever heard in my life without fail week to week right and then you find out at the end of it, like, oh, those are written by someone else? Yeah. If somebody gave me some of those jokes to say, I would punch them in the fucking face. They're like, you're not going to make me say this stupid shit, are you? Yeah. This is the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. Right. Like, it, it's bonkers to be some of the shit that goes on in the show. But, and, and, like, I am not against someone like that trying to appeal to a different, like, broader audience. Say you want to go to the to the center because he is supposed to be a progressive quote unquote like icon type thing. He's supposed to be a spokesperson for that sort of thing, right? And and then all of a sudden, all and I don't mind people going on you know um, shows that do not align with their beliefs to because that's good, right? You should you should always have open dialogue and that sort of thing. You should always do it. I do draw the line at Tucker though and Hannity. Because be, because Fox News is so disingenuous with everything they do that once you go on those shows that lack any sort of credibility whatsoever, yeah. you're lumped into that. Now. Yeah, but too, in, the, uh, in an argument against that a little bit, playing devil's advocate, is the people that watch those shows are the fucking worst of the bunch. Sure. You know, so it's like, but see, if he went on, say he was on Tucker Carlson and he went to, in the approach where it's like, talking about like, hey. A lot of liberals, it's like, it's not like we wanted to vote for Biden. He wasn't our guy, you know, and, and coming at it and like, yeah, we don't trust, you know, a lot of the media too kind of thing. Just like try to like appeal to them in the sense where like, because anytime I've had quote unquote arguments with people, 
they try to throw that like copy and paste argument. So it's like, well, you got to stop watching CNN and sure. you know you yeah, vote Liberal and you love that, it. That's their go-to. And it's like it's like you don't get it. Yeah. Like I want to say a majority of us, we don't like that shit either. Half of us don't have cable. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, we got rid of that shit. Yeah. You know? uh, so so it's yeah that that is such a, like a. Just a whitewashed argument, like you gotta mm-hmm. stop watching fake news, CNN. It's right. like, dude, I don't know people that watch that shit. Yeah, you neither know? do I. I don't sit all day at a doctor's office and that's all that's on. You know, Ugh. like that's it, it's. I'd rather watch Lifetime sitting in a doctor's office. I would rather shit. watch CNN than Lifetime. You shitting me? I cannot watch that much man hating shit in my life. <laughs> CNN, uh, Lifetime is just a channel to make women scared of men. Yeah. That's what that is. Right. You know. And it's just like, we are just absolute demons. Television for women. But every single movie, you're either going to get raped. Right. Or kidnapped. Or beaten. Or something terrible and horrific is going to happen to you. Yeah. There's never, like, a good, like, story on that. You yeah. know, there's never, like, a... It's never just, like, a fun thing. Not until Christmas time. And then the woman, the worst thing that happens to her is... She gets trapped in a snow globe and then meets Prince Charming. You know, that's... Is that a movie? Yes. What? <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. I swear to God. Wow, that's bad. Yeah, yeah. So. That's fu- That's horrible. That's, so, that's, so, yeah, the whole whitewash argument of you gotta watch... You gotta stop watching fake news, CNN, or MSNBC. Like, dude, nobody watches that shit anymore. Nope. And, again, and the ratings show it. Like, who, who's that, like, weirdo nerd boy that's on MSNBC, that Chris Hayes guy? Oh, right, He's yeah. getting, like... 45,000 people watch this show at night. Really? That's fucking it. That's bad. It's real bad. And it's be- and again, these are just fucking... These are... All these are are just uh, people that would suck enough dick to get on these shows. Yep. That's all it was. These people that would not... Well, what do you want me to say? I'll do whatever you want. I'll do... I'll, I'll jump Puffins. through hoops. Yeah, I'll, I'll dance. You need me to dance? Those are the sheep. Yeah. Those definitely are the sheep. Those people... But, you know, and that's such, like, an, uh, the thing you were saying, too, like, the whole, the Tucker Carlson where he portrays himself as somebody who's on the fringe and against the establishment, right? right. Who works for the establishment, who went to school at a, you know, one of the premier prep schools you grew up in nothing but privilege, right? Yeah. This guy's just pretending like he's just been on the outs, like, and... This guy, like, there's a track record of him being a total piece of shit. There was an article written uh, that he wrote, I don't know if it was in high school or college, in whatever, like, news uh, newspaper they had at that particular establishment. But it was basically just um, bashing gay marriage or, or something like that, right? And you would, you would think, like, okay, it's just a hateful, hateful article. Right. And you're like, man, well, this must have just been, like, in a long line of, Either just piece of shit articles, or maybe he had different opinions of sometimes. Well, I, I gotta dive into what else he wrote. That was it. Yeah. That was the only thing he wrote. At all. It was just some quote-unquote op-ed that just bashes on gay people. Can I tell you something hilarious? Sure. That I, that I saw earlier today? So, uh, all of the crazy Christians, we hate gay people. Yeah, with the Westboro um, Baptist Church yeah. stuff. Oh, like, well, anybody that fits in that same fucking sure, shoebox. Sure, yeah. They've been making this big stink about gay because it's Pride Month. Like, we got to take back the rainbow. We're taking back the rainbow from the gay people. And this dude on TikTok is like, that's cool. You want to take the rainbow next Pride Month? We're taking the cross. I was going to say, I get yes. taking the cross. It's like, just imagine the t-shirts. 
come to Pride, get nailed. No, <laughs> no way. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Killed me, cracked me up. Uh, but anyways, I love that. Shit. That just made me think of that. Right totally. Now. Yeah. Yeah, but and again, like this is this is a guy like if you, I mean, there's enough things to go back and listen to. Just the obscene uh, audio of him calling into different radio stations, just being a huge piece of shit about things. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and he's a, he's a smart guy, so he knows how to phrase an argument, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how he gets away with all this stuff. He knows how to. Uh, it's similar to Ben Shapiro. He knows how to phrase something so it doesn't sound like it's overly offensive. But you, what you dive into what he's saying, right? right? And it's like, and he's also just one of these people that he just—he's so afraid of any sort of minority group gaining any sort of traction in the mm-hmm. world, you know. And he, and he, he's like, you know, he's like, he—he went on some show. And this was when he was way younger, saying something like. You know, like God, I, I hate racism. Like it's a horrible thing that 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 goes on. Um, but he's like, I think we would all benefit, and I think a lot of this would. Um, I think we would all be a lot happier, and we would all just coexist and get along a lot better if we just didn't talk about race anymore. And it was, it was just, you know, it's just something that's that's that we don't talk about. So so it's not hanging in the air over everybody's head, and that's completely ignoring the fact that it does exist right and you're not doing anything to help stop it right nobody wants to yell into the ether all day about racism stop giving people reasons to still talk about it it's, you know with with like the horrible you know violence that has gone against any person of color sure. whether they're black what we've seen like over the last year where the the crime against asian people have just went through the fucking roof Awful. you know so Awful. It's just, and again, that's just what, oh, but maybe we should just stop talking about it. Maybe the news shouldn't cover it so much. You know, that sort of argument. It's like, dude, get the it's fuck. Like, oh, is it too hard for your fragile white male fucking ego to hear about, like, nobody's saying you had a slave and you beat a slave, but when we still live in a country that has horrible discrimination against anybody who's not fucking white, who has white skin, yeah, we still have to talk about it. So Yeah, because again, systemic racism exists. Mm-hmm. And to ignore that is to legitimately um, marginalize every other person of color, anybody other than white people. Yeah. To, dis- to, to not acknowledge that systematic racism has existed and, it, and it's existed forever. And to a point where... Like, and, you know, the argument against that will be like, well, they changed the laws so that, you you know, like, that's... They're protected. They're, or you know, or, or that it's all of it's equal now. You're not allowed to, like, discriminate on things. Like, yeah, but now we're still just playing from ahead. And now everyone's got to play catch-up, but, but the world doesn't work like that. Right. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't work like we're not allowing them to just catch up, you yeah. know? Pac-Man has that great analogy of just Monopoly, right? It's mm-hmm. like white people start playing Monopoly. I were to buy the ball of property, and now we got the we got the houses, we got the businesses, and all that. We have all this stuff now, and all of a sudden, a black person comes in, and they're like, "Hey, can I play too?" And we're like, "Yeah, we're about two hundred years into this game now. Uh, yeah, you should you could totally come in. I mean, you gotta start from the beginning, just like everybody else. But we own everything now, and so anytime you land on anything, you owe us money, right? You know." So he, that's a great point. I'm so happy he watched that episode of Adam Ruins Everything and he got that exact 
exact thing from it, you know, to be able to talk about it because it's totally true. I would know? love to know when Pac-Man first said that and when Adam <laughs> had that thing. We're going to pull up. We're going to pull it up, you know. I'm a big, I love uh, Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything, and I love Pac-Man too, but I'm like, it's like one of those uh, who said it first kind of things, you know, so... Uh, yeah, and again, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it, that it's it is totally one hundred percent true. I'm, cool. I'm glad analogy. you sidetracked this whole thing. You just derailed the entire. <laughs> well, thing. we've had this conversation before, and Heather's over here like, "Well, let's argue about what white guy said the white thing last." <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> but yeah, we've had this kind of word that I was like, "Wait a minute!" And then yeah. I went to like YouTube and like, blah, 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 like pulled up the clip. Yeah. Like, again, I've heard Pacman make the analogy. Yeah. I. Do not know when he started making the analogy. How it doesn't left? matter. It's still true. Sounds like you think it matters. Well, whatever. I love. Yeah. Anyways. Um. It, but it is no matter what, no matter who said it, everybody should say it because it's a it's a true. It's a great analogy. It's a, yeah. It's a it's a good point, and it shows exactly just how um black people or yeah, you know any, any Hispanic person, people yes. they're playing from behind and they way and behind they just are and we do not um and the country's set up. That when you're playing from behind, mm -hmm. it's a miracle if you catch up. Right. Yeah. You know, it really, because every, you know, again, this goes back to the whole Ben Shapiro thing. Like, well, you know, people just got to, like, pull yourselves up by the bootstraps and, like, go to work. It's like, you don't get to do that in a normal world like that. Right. You just, you don't, because, because one, you're, you might be, you're probably growing up in a shitty spot. Yeah. Your schools are underfunded. Right. Right. So you're not learning. You got teachers that don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. You know? And then, and then you don't, you know, and, and again, you're coming from generations of this. So God knows what your family life is like at this point. God knows what neighborhood you're in. Right. Yes. I mean, the amount of people that I've worked with over the years, um, of his, like Hispanics or something like that, that have said growing up like in the flats and shit like that, yeah. that. If you said, you know, to people on the street, like, yeah, I want to sell drugs, you were like, you're a fucking hero. You were like a team member, right? Right. But if you said, I want to go to school, you were fucking ostracized. Well, and too, there was one of those, it was a, a, a while ago, definitely more than like two or three years ago, where it was this TV show that was like, that would do like private investigating kind of things, like, where it's like, is your auto body shop like full of shit? Like, if you go in there with like a very, like, they know it's a very simple fix. And just go see what they say, see if they're gonna try to hose you, kind sure. of stuff, you know. And there was, um, there was this thing where it was like, there was they'd set bring in two men to apply for a job position, yep. a white man who had a extensive criminal background, mm -hmm. and a black man who was like, you know, went to college, has like a bachelor's degree, all of this stuff, like shining resume. And it's like, guess who's getting the phone call back? Of course. Yeah. It's it, you know it's a tale as old as time. I saw right. I saw a thing on on Twitter today, and it wasn't like it was like a meme or some shit like that, where somebody said something that to the effect of, um, "If you are white, that doesn't mean that your life wasn't hard. It just means that your race wasn't an obstacle." Right. And yeah. I was like, "That is fucking true." Yep. You know, and and you know, and that's one of those things where you know, if it it's so shitty to say that if you're like if you are a white person. You know, you're fortunate for that because you're not playing from behind yet. Right. You can put yourself behind totally. You yeah. know, you can do that. You can demonize yourself. You can you can absolutely make yourself a villain. But you are um what you are you're just you're not playing from behind from the from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know? And I'm not saying that's for everyone. Right. Right. But 
for for generalization of things. Yeah, you know? that's that's one thing. No matter what your struggles are and what you're dealing with in life, the color of your skin is not going to be something that you're going to be, um, you know, yeah, given a hard time about. Exactly. Or you're, judged or. Yeah, you're not going to be, if there's. No preconceived notions about you. If it's you. between, you know, Johnny and Jose, right, they're going to, and, and you're in a store, they're going to follow Jose. Right. You know, that's one of those things. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's a. It's a disgusting, but it's a, it's an inherent thing in people that we're you're. It's basically bred into you to uh to you know to marginalize those people. You yeah. you you're skeptical of those people. You're you're wary of things, and that's what's ingrained in you in this country. And to ignore the fact that that's a fact. Yeah. It is you're just, you're you are at that point. Um, you're just adding to the the problem. Mm-hmm. You're just contributing to it. So it's like it's one of those things where. I don't know what I can do about it um, because I because I just don't know. I just know that I will not contribute to that problem. Right, and you we're going to raise our kids to not be it's the, contribute to that fucking problem. It's the best thing that you can do is to raise the next generation to not be hateful bigots for no fucker. It's hate is not an awful thing. It can be very useful when when aimed at the the right things, mm-hmm. but to but to hate anything just presumptuously mm-hmm. is dangerous. With no cause. Absolutely. So I, yeah. So if as long as we are always working towards the next generation being better than this one, we're then, gonna be all right. Then hopefully we can we can be all right. Real quick, I know we're getting long. We got one thing definitely toward a couple things towards the end of the episode that we want to get into. But real quick, I just wanted to give uh, an R.I.P. to a legend. John McAfee. <laughs> you can all thank John McAfee. You're because, my boy, Blue. Yeah, because if you're on like a PC or something like that, that bad software is uh, saving your computer from all sorts of shit. Right. Yep. That's where he made his fortune, um, like a shit ton of money, uh, and he has basically lived the he basically lived the life that you would want to live. Like you know, you have those conversations with people, with people that like pretend to want to live some like sort of outlandish pirate outlaw life right yeah those people that like you but you know when they say you're, like, Off the you're grid. so full of shit yeah you wouldn't last a second yeah. you know you'd be you'd be like oh man but i don't have the internet what am i gonna do this guy like lived that life yeah to a point where like one he had to like leave the united states on charges of tax evasion right mm-hmm. which you know they do not take lightly here so he just got on a boat and just left like some yacht that he had, right? Wow. And just went into international waters and like lived out. He would like port at places and like do whatever he had to do. And he was a wild person, like booze, drugs. I mean, he has some of the weirdest stories, yeah. right? Or had, I guess, some of the weirdest stories, which we can totally go into sometimes because you could do a real deep dive into that guy. Yeah. But he, you know, he, so he ended up like calling up in Belize at some point, right? Yeah. So he's like, uh, so he's got some place there with his wife, and then he had to leave there because he apparently was suspected of murdering his neighbor because his like neighbor killed or hurt his dog, which I get. I need John with to- that motherfucker. Absolutely. But then he had to leave there. Yeah. So he's all over the place. And I forget. I don't know if he got arrested in France or Spain or something like that. Yeah. But like he was I mean for all, like, good, bad, or different, and I'm sure he did a lot of 
what people would think of as bad things. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, aside from the murder thing, I don't know if I've hurt a lot of people. That guy probably deserved it if he hurt the dog. Yeah, right. right. So whatever. Who hurts a fucking dog? Exactly. You're a bad person. No matter what, like, unless that dog legit attacks you or your child or something like that. Like, if, if, if whatever that dog is doing at that point, like, if it shits on your lawn or something, you take that up with the owner. Right. Not the dog. It's yeah. not the dog's fault. Yeah. Right? So, aside from that, aside from, I guess, the, the murder part, um, good, bad, or different, that guy lived a life that most people could only dream of. Mm-hmm. Right? He was a crazy person. Yeah. But, man, just nuts. Uh, and it's just sad that the, the way that, that it happened, because... It, it, he was in jail, I believe, in Spain, in Barcelona, I think. And he was, it was, so he's up for facing tax evasion in the United States, gets arrested, and he gets the, the go-ahead for extradition to the United States to face charges, and not five hours later, he's dead. Yeah. And he had put, he had put out multiple things about, I am not going to kill, and he, he I'm not going to kill myself, right? Yeah. If I end up dead... This is people coming for me. Right. That's what this is. So yeah. do not, you know, So and you can look at that one or one of two ways, right? Like one, he really hated ta- paying taxes so much that he was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. You know, or two, it could just, if he did kill himself too, like one of the, maybe he's just like the biggest troll ever and he put out all of these sides. It's like, I would never kill myself. The United States government came and killed me. That's what happened. I'm like that. Everyone needs to know about this, and then he goes and does it just to like pin it on the United Start States the government. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. that would be like the ultimate go out troll move, right? Right. But I still think he got Epstein. Ah, uh, yeah, he got suicided. Totally, yeah. Right. And so, big R.I.P. to that guy. He's uh, he was a legend for uh, you know, he was for, he, he was, was a big fuck you. He was the man for his time and place, mm-hmm. you know, and and he did. He lived a life that most people could only fucking dream of. And he hated, and I remember listening to an interview that he did from some location, because you could, he could never say where he was, because mm-hmm. then he'd be found, that he did on the Kirk Menahan show. Mm-hmm. And he could not be more bored by Kurt Menahan. Yeah. And whatever, like, it was like Blind Mike and whoever else was there, the idiots that they had there. And the questions of the, the you know, whatever banter. It was like he, they were so bored. You could just hear him getting like kind of frustrated. Like, what am I even doing on the yeah. phone with you guys? And even his wife came in and she was like, you guys suck. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. And I've heard, you know, tons of interviews with that guy. And you know when you get a good one because he's engaged mm-hmm. and he has so much to say. Yeah. He's a, he is a crazy person. Yeah. So anyway, uh, rest in peace to that guy. I am assuming he is wherever you know that energy takes him is doing crazy amounts of drugs oh yeah totally so anyway rest in peace mike or john whatever your name is (laughs) okay so i want to do just a little teaser for because we got to wrap this up because it's you know it's getting you know uh, into that that sweet spot with our episodes um so two things one i am working on a new conspiracy theory all right it has to do with bill gates and buying up a ton of farms and GMOs, oh, and how food doesn't have fucking seeds in it anymore, and slowly and slowly it's like, you know, there's only going to be like, when it comes to like, you want to grow your own right. tomatoes or vegetables, whatever, yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to do that. We're, We're going to get into can that. Can we work on that together? Yeah, we can totally wait. work into that together. That's going to be great. And one last thing before we sign off uh, for the weekend, 
is we found devastating, or we heard devastating news yesterday um, that, I mean, punched me and Tim both, like, it, right in the solar plexus. Now, Heather knows me, and I do not have sentimental value for celebrities. Right. I just don't. I don't have celebrity crushes. Mm-hmm. I don't have, like, the only person I ever really considered caring about whatsoever is probably like Tom Hanks or Weird Al. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So probably up there, right? Right. But Yesterday, I did not know right. that I also had another. Yeah. Um, Mark Hoppus from Blink-182, he's the bass player, announced um, yesterday to the world that he, for a few few months now, has been undergoing treatment for cancer. We don't necessarily know what kind of cancer this is, but he's going through chemotherapy. And of course, you know, he's still who he is. So he had posted a picture and he was of him, you know, sitting there with a, the, you know, the needle and treatment hooked up saying like puppy dog face. Yeah. Saying like one, uh, one treatment of chemo, please. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of scared and I get it. It's a, maybe it's a privacy thing, but it also makes me nervous that we don't know what kind of cancer this is. But it did like whatever it was. I I mean, I was inconsolable for. You were a mess. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I was legit worried about your well being. Well, because me and Tim had a meeting that we were needing to do over Zoom in about an hour, and I'm just (laughs) trying so hard to get my shit together because I'm like blubbering. Um, I thought I was doing it by myself. Oh, it's just, you know, there are certain things that, you know, affect your childhood and your upbringing and certain, like, when it comes to music that, like, really made a difference in my life and that, like, I just really loved and I have so many memories of that just, like, made me so happy. And to find out that one of these people that I've, like, idolized for a majority of my life is going through this terrible thing it just absolutely shattered me and me and Tim both I speak for both of us when I say that we hope that that he's able to kick this kick its ass and and come back out be back out on tour doing whatever you know being able to you know live his life and be healthy and uh that's you know that's all we want I do agree with you that it's worrisome that they didn't say what it was because you would think that if it was something that was, you know, and it's all serious, but if it was something that's, you know, statistically normally beatable, yeah, you know, just as a positive to put a positive spin on things, you would think that that would be out there, right. and it just wasn't. And right. and I saw people like you know after you know somebody say something about it, and then in the comments of whatever it was, they're like, oh, I. You know, he didn't say, I wonder what kind it is and all that stuff. And people, like, yelled at that person. Right. Being like, like, that's not your that's business. That's not your blah, business. Blah, blah. Like, why would you even ask this? Like, because I want to know how serious it is. Yeah, we need to know how, how like, prepared emotionally we need to get for this. Because, like, yeah. I, just I, hearing that news, like, just. Yeah, and it's, you know, and I am somebody who you know, whose life for a, for a lot of it revolves around music, you mm-hmm. know? And come and go whatever music I've ever, you know, listened to, starting from, like, a you know, adolescent 
all the way up till now, um, there have been only a few real consistencies in that, that things that have just always been there. Some come, some go, uh, but that is one. Blink-22 just one of them, and I love the old shit with them. Like, there was like a mo- month or two ago when you and I were up watching the Aretha Chronicles. Right, and just, on YouTube, just laughing. And... How fun and goofy those those fucking guys yeah. were. You know, and it's just, I, you know, yeah, I cannot express how much I just really want that guy to just get better. To be okay. Yep. And, uh, and then, of course, seeing, you know, because um, Tom DeLong, you know, we've talked about him a few times in the podcast because his involvement with a, alien documents you know yep. starting to come to surface but he's no longer in the band anymore but you know they're those two are like brothers you know so yep. um him coming you know and making a statement too and just saying like he's going you know he's a fighter and you know like he's like he's gonna kick this thing's ass and whatever it's like he didn't need to say anything but the fact that he did meant a lot to a lot of people to be like to hear, like just to feel because that you know kind he's talking to Mark, right? You know, you know yeah. he's talking to Mark, and so he doesn't need to say anything publicly, right? But he did because, yeah, I mean, when you see um, interviews from those guys from like from the nineties, uh-huh. you know, and just they had no clue what they were getting into. They were fucking. High schoolers. They were idiots. Yeah. Super fucking idiots. And they were so entertaining. Yeah. You know, and they were just like, you knew they had no clue what the fuck they were doing. And they were just being themselves. And it's just like, and that's what I was, I'll never forget. I, I remember the, I remember the watching this thing. I don't remember exactly what it was on, but it was Mark Hoppus and it was going through uh, his home. Right. Yeah. And he was going through, he's got, you know, the records up on the walls of platinum, whatever they are, and all these things. And he's, like, going through his record collection of all these things, of like, what Blink-182 did. And he's like, yeah, I got all these big platinum gold lyrics. I got to do it all with my best friends, and it's awesome. Yeah. That was what was important. Yeah. The fact that he got to experience all of these amazing things with his best friends. You're and not, his best friends, you know? Yeah, and you're not getting that out of Axl Rose and shit like that. You're no. getting, and you know, you some stupid pop-punk kids from Southern California mm-hmm. that weren't even great at their instruments, but <laughs> knew how to just write a song that act that really, really played to those, like, angsty, you know, kids that just, you know, weren't getting laid in high school. Oh, yeah, and being, you know, charismatic and funny and... Yes. You can tell they were genuine with their friendship and what they were doing. They wanted to do it. It wasn't like they would have fun up on stage and with their fans. It wasn't like a, oh, here we go again, you right. know, fake a team, you know. I've, I've, I think I've had the pleasure of seeing them like three times. Yeah. And obviously, has I probably haven't seen them in like twelve or thirteen years. Yeah. But man, they're entertaining. Yeah. They really are. They put on a hell of a show. So, but yeah, there's just it's just one of those. Where it's like, I I mean, I listen to Blink-182 all the fucking time. And so, it's one of those bands where it's like, it's affected my life. And it's, you know, they are, they mean that much to me. So, finding that out was like just a real... That was a tough one. I had to tell Heather about it. Yeah. I, you, I almost didn't want it. No, you were like, you just looked up at me and you're like, Mark Hoppus has cancer. Just immediately. Oh, what? Yeah. And then tears. Just, yeah. For a while. Yeah, for like an yeah. hour. <laughs> it was tough. That was a mess. You're like, are you going to be okay? And I'm like, no! <laughs> I'm not going to be okay. It was 
so. All but, right. But so we're gonna wrap it up. Um, you got for this, tonight. Mark. You got yeah, you this. got this, Mark, and you know we're super happy for Brittany, and uh, and yeah, so we're gonna get into the weekend. Hope you guys got to check out the beautiful full strawberry moon. That she was, was out. crazy. Yeah, it's really nice, and you guys uh, go I have, hope a, you have a great weekend. weekend. Yep. Have a good one, everybody. Bye.